Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. My next purchase will have to be a keyboard, and then I'll have everything I need to uh, put out my solo album. Yeah. We'll go to Beagle's house, get his beat machine, get that ancient Mac with an ancient version of Pro Tools on it, go around town telling chicks you're a record producer. I'll make you famous, baby. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the IO panel, episode 37. Sorry for the delay. We took a few weeks off for this and that. Uh, Michael just got back from Japan. Evan spent a little time in Antarctica, and I did some pre-work on Mars for Elon Musk. All very believable stories. Um, All right, so uh, what's up, guys? Uh, Glad glad to be back. Got uh, Mr. Uh, Michael here. What's going on, Mike? Oh, you know. Just uh, trying to get through another day. <laughs> Always Mr. Positive. Well, <laughs> we hope we, we hope you can live out this uh, show so we can get it done. Uh, and always the ever-uplifted Dr. Professor Admiral Neil Blevins. How you doing, sir? I love it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me once again. Good to be back after a few weeks of relocating and remote gaming there we go <laughs> he, he tapped the antarctica undersea lines yep. um <laughs> all right so uh let, let's jump right in man um uh okay i'll start uh, so this is this has got people kind of in an uproar uh netflix is gone offline uh and when i say that i mean Netflix has added a offline option for all of their Netflix original films. So you can download them directly to your device. If you're going to go on a plane or something like that, or you just want to watch it like without any streaming hiccups or whatever, you can download it while you're on Wi-Fi and then watch it while you're on your whatever. So you can fill up your laptop with uh, videos and then go. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. What do you guys think? I have a question. Well, I like the idea. Um, is so is there like a desktop Netflix app that it kind of downloads to and you have to watch it through that, or does it download an MKV or an MP4 that you can like hand out? You know what? I don't know what it downloads. Um, I can look really quickly, but I don't, I'm not sure what it downloads when it does it. But for the network, for the Netflix originals, it might only be on mobile devices. Hmm. Yeah, it might just be. Yeah, and I, I'm looking on mine, and I don't see a mobile. I don't see a, a button to download on my on the web, on the web thing. So it's probably only on mobile. I devices. saw that they added it to the mobile devices because I was reading the you know the change log. It's like ability to da- save and download things. So I was like, huh? Yeah. So I'll. So is it like Audible? Like on your phone, you can access your cloud library or download a book. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, you can either record, you can either play it live. Or you can just download it, and then it'll be on your thing. So yeah, I guess it's like that, but it, it's not really, you know, it's no pick-and-choose library. You just go to the thing you want and watch it. So I don't think it'll probably show offline choices or something like that on the mobile app. I haven't done it on my phone yet, so because I don't have the space. So 
Um, but it's probably something along those lines. But it's really cool. People have been asking for it for a long time. You know, so you could watch movies or you could like binge watch a show on a flight instead of having to deal with the flight Wi-Fi that's all hosed and full of pop-ups yeah. and to pay for it and stuff like that. Or if you're sitting at an airport or something like that, you know, you're hung, you're late. I was saying you're hung over. You know, no, you're <laughs> you know you're laid over or something. It's pretty a pretty cool feature. Very interesting. I wonder if it's only for original content because of licensing. That's or something. what they're saying. That's what people are saying. They Netflix hasn't speculated on that, but people are saying that it's because of licensing issues. Um, they probably have to talk all the licensing people into being like on board with it, uh, which they're probably not because they're like, "Oh, you're turning into Napster. We know it's going to happen." Bah humbug! Get off my lawn, Netflix. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, anyway, really cool feature. Uh, so have fun with that. All of you guys who do that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all you damn kids in your music and yeah. your offline Netflix. Your hippity hop, uh, smoking the tweeds. Um, <laughs> all right. So next up, I thought this was an awesome article an awesome video when I saw it. Um, I've got it labeled here. Netflix teaches high level shoplifting. Um, so basically what they've done is in Seattle, right near their offices, they built a, a or they are building a Netflix retail store. I mean, excuse me, an Amazon retail store that's going to open sometime in 2017, like the summer or something like that. And basically the store, you walk into the store, you push your phone against the the NFC reader as you go into the store, like they have some little column you, there. And it's like a 7-Eleven. Just imagine a 7-Eleven with high quality stuff in it, um, like not crap. Uh, but the Seven Eleven type stuff you'd see, like little food stuff, pills, that kind of thing. And you go in there uh, and you literally walk up to the item, take it off the shelf and put it in your bag. And you just keep doing that. You fill your bag, fill your grocery bag, and you walk out the door. And as you walk out the door, you get a little, you get a receipt on your phone. So I looked at it. I was like, oh, it's magic. It's black magic or voodoo or something. But uh, yeah, it is. Basically, what they have is they they on their video they kind of overhype it like we use very advanced machine learning algorithms to calculate. I'm like, okay, you've got sensors all over the fucking place and cameras all over the fucking place that say this phone is here and this product left the shelf now. Let's make a deduction with a 95% chance of probability that it went in that this person has it. You know, and I'm sure they're gonna have some crazy system to return stuff or whatever. I don't know. Do phones have the ability to scan RFID tags, like without actually like taking a picture or or scanning anything like that? Could it be RFID, like anything within a proximity of? It could, but two feet. They didn't. Uh, the impression I got from the video I saw when they were talking about it, and I think I didn't link that video. I can, but they, they one of the guys kind of speculates more in more detail about it. I don't think they're using your phone for anything but a delivery me- me- mechanism for the receipt and a mechanism to say I'm here. You don't have to touch your phone to the food or anything like that. They don't show anything like that. They, they, you literally just take it. Basically, they've made it a non, totally non-technical experience. You know. And yeah. The video you're talking about was it the guy who like scans his phone at like the metro turnstile walks in grabs a sandwich and walks out yeah it's in the link if you go to link they go they have a whole whole thing about it but uh yeah it's it's a really it's very interesting and honestly from a tech like business perspective this is like the golden the golden uh i forgot what it is the golden i don't know the golden i don't know i don't know what the fuck the word is but it's like the 
the, the, the thing in tech that you want to try to reach for, which is like an experience that affects people's life in a daily way that makes it so easy for them to do something they've always been doing that it's almost idiot proof. Like basically you've made, it's like making Linux. That's not Linux that like your mom can use. Like that's what it is. And so you mm-hmm. get all the bonuses with none of the shortcomings. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of kinks to work out, but if they do it correctly, and I'm sure they're going to have like sensors per every square inch in front of items or something, you know, because you, I mean, people will be packed in, in the, in the beginning days, people are going to be packed in there like rats trying to use it. So I can only imagine how, how it could go wrong if one person gets all of another person's shit on their thing. You know what I mean? So we'll see how they have to I do wonder that. If it, if it would be like some shady or liquor stores or something, it's like maximum 10 people allowed at a time. Hmm. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll have to be something like that. They, and there are in their video. I mean, it's obviously all, you know, faked up in their video, but in their video, they show like not very many people in the store. It's like, it looks like a, right. like a seven 11 or something. It's a few people in there, you know, it's walking around doing their thing. And uh, you don't see anything with people clustered together. Because they know if they do something like that, their people are going to interpret, oh, that's possible. You know what I mean? Um, but they have to, that's a technical issue they're going to have to work out because once they get them, Seattle, having it in Seattle near their office is one thing. But once they get it like in New York City or something, you know, it's going to be a high traffic place with lots of people coming and going and lots of, because it's honestly, dude, it's so easy. You know, can you imagine going to a store and not having to talk to a fucking employee? Uh, I, I thought a long time ago as a kid, I said it would be an awesome system if you just had an ATM, you walked with the ATM, picked all the stuff you wanted, and then a robot arm pulled everything off shelves, dumped it in a cart, and you just took it out of the, uh, from under the ATM. Like, I thought that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine all of that ease without having to do anything like that? You let the people pick up their own shit. You let, you know, and all your employee does is stock stuff and maybe answer questions if they even have an employee in there. Yeah, you know, I, I although the turnstile didn't look like it kept people out, it looked like just like you know you see those the turnstiles with no blocker where you can just walk freely mm-hmm. through it. So what's to keep someone from just walking in, getting a bunch of shit, and walking right out the store? You know? Yeah, good question. I um, this reminded me of a ad I saw a long time ago, so I just posted a link to it in the extra section. It's an ad. It was uploaded to YouTube in 2006, but I think the ad is probably older than that. Oh, yeah. I've seen this ad. The guy looks like he's shoplifting. Yeah. People are commenting on it in YouTube. They're like, yeah, this is just like the Amazon thing. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking people are stupid. I'd be interested to see if they do like a behind the scenes or how does this work? I'd, I'd be interested to watch that. It's probably a lot simpler than we think, but still complicated. Could be RFID. I don't know. I mean, it's probably probably a bunch, of, a myriad of things. I think some of our questions will be answered once once it's more clear how you like get into the store and like check in Hmm. but anyways yeah very cool very very cool I mean I think this RFID group store that would work 
you know, if you just checked in and then they registered your phone with you or they, they register your phone with your account and then you walked in, grabbed a bunch of stuff, walked through a turnstile and then just scanned it. And they said, okay, this phone just went through, charge everything that we just scanned. You know, all the RFID tags we, we caught. Would it be possible to basically have like an Amazon grocery store card like you have at Shoppers or Kroger or Giant or whatever? Go in as you walk through the, say, we'll say it's a turnstile. It knows you're entering the store and then anything you pick up that you want, you just touch it with the card. And as you walk out, it scans the card again with some sort of inventory and you have, you know, that card is linked to your Amazon account. So it charges whatever credit card you have in there. That's true. That'd be, that'd work too. I don't know how expensive RFID stuff is. Maybe it's not economically worth it. I don't know. They, 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 they (laughs) use that. They use RFID tags with like packages. Um, Like I think there's RFID tags. Well, I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I have no idea, but Cool concept. Next week, deep dive on RFID. Yeah, deep dive. We're gonna have John Johnsonworth, John Riffin, John... the creator of RFID tags. <laughs> I thought you to say John Big Booty. <laughs> Not like John, John Riffin better. John Riffin better. That's just lazy. <laughs> Riffin. How's he? How do you spell his last name, Evan? How's he spell it? Is it French? RFID. <laughs> You're a fucking smart dude, yo. That's what I like. You're a funny motherfucker. All right. Um, what do we got next here, man? Something about dick pics? Yeah, ah, yes. That? Oh, no. Yes, not mine. <laughs> yes, yes. So Going to the gutter, it goes to Mr. Mister Michael. How you doing, Michael? What's going on? So, <clears throat> there's, a, uh, there's these sites in China, these websites that use... They give out loans. Like, you know, I've seen this before where there's like, like you could give a loan to someone. Like you could sign up to a website and give a loan. You know, you're like, yeah, I can give you a loan. Yeah. Micro loans, I think. Yeah. So there's a big, this is big in China, but they're, they're forcing, well, not forcing, but I'll say they're having young women who are asking for loans send them naked selfies as collateral. You know, Uh, with the the threat that if you don't pay up, they'll be released. That seems pretty permanent either way, even if you do pay. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? This is a huge thing in Asia. I know in in Japan, like blackmail is huge. Like when they, when they, they talk about like, like, you know, videos and photos being taken and being leveraged against people. And maybe it's just a social thing. I think here that would have no weight. Like somebody willing to take a picture of themselves and send it to someone else. They'd be like, I'm not paying you. Fuck you. Go ahead and put it out there. Have you seen my Twitter account? You know, I mean, they wouldn't even care. So in this story, there was a 10 gigabyte file posted to the internet that exposed the personal details of 160 young women. So hmm. I'm assuming pictures, videos, and other things. Is there a link for a review? For <laughs> no. Technical review? No. They've been calling it nude loans. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great name. So creative. 
Oh, that's, that's something. Yeah, so that's it. Just wanted to... Uh... So they had a lot of success with those terms? Or um, was the, the leak of 160 women their entire clientele? It's like 160 of the most desperate women in China. Supposedly it's a lot of college-age students. Hmm. You realize most chicks look pretty average, right? Yeah. Can't be that spectacular. Uh, you know, there's got to be a bunch of really average chicks in there. I'll do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, okay, well, they, they don't deserve that or shit exposed either, though, whether they're average or not. Yeah. Average chicks are people, too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Debatable. <laughs> what it was JFK uh, renowned for saying? No fatties. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. No, it was proven in a documentary. He said that. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That was his last words. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where'd you see that? A book of nothing? <laughs> All right. Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, Okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, I saw this last week. It looks kind of interesting. There's a new app that lets you walk someone home quote unquote you know they say like, oh text me when you get home yeah right it's kind of like that but it's made by these uh it's made by a group of students at the university of michigan and basically it lets someone track you on a gps map for that short amount of time wasn't there Maybe it was a feature from Verizon, but couldn't you tell where your friends are like a decade ago? I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that, but this Google is Google latitude. Okay, this is, yeah. this is, you know, particularly, I guess it's targeted at just that one, this one hmm. use case. It's called the companion app. Is it free? Or is it like, buy now, two ninety nine. What's your safety worth? Oh, jeez. So why isn't there, I've been wondering this for a while, why isn't there an app that just lets you automatically report your location to a person? You know, just say, okay. Like universal my location. Yeah, I mean, re- report my location to this person, you know, now. Start now mm-hmm. until when I stop. I it. think that's kind of what this is. Okay. Hmm. So they have it for iOS and Android. That seems like an easy app to make. I mean, that's like literally tying two or three modules together that already exist in the phones. Yeah. And building a UI on top. It's like really basic. So someone's making money. I mean, they're clearly missing out on a large chunk of the market share, though, not having a Windows phone app. Yeah. Or not having an app that says, want to stalk some chick? Sign up for our app. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like the Russian guy who made the game. They made the thing to help you stalk chicks. And they're like, no, no, this is so you can keep track of where the hottest chicks are. But it was really just like basically a stalk. Like, I'm going to stalk chicks, you know? I just thought of something. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that happens like two years ago, three years ago. A devious person could perhaps make an app on their phone that would use NFC. And if you touch it to another person's phone, it would sideload that app like without permissions and just allow you to follow them. That's fucking gangster. 
I wouldn't surprise something like that doesn't exist by the NSA or something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. You know, CIA has something like that. I don't even know how you subvert admin rights on a or escalate privileges on a phone, though. I don't know how that even works. Like, there's obviously stuff that keeps you from loading, unless they have a, an innocent app that is allowed. I mean, we could talk about this all day because we're all creeps, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and no reason to go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, that's creepy. So, um, this app also, so basically the way it works, you open it, and you're like, and you can send a request to someone. So you open the app, you're like, oh, I'm walking home. And like you know, you could send an app to your or send a request to your friend, like, "Hey, monitor my, you know, progress, right?" Mm-hmm. And so they 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 don't have to have the app; they could just swallow, follow a link from a text message they get. But they could have the app too, either way. Oh, that's cool. That's that's pretty cool, actually. And then get this: if the user strays off their path, or they fall, or they're pushed, or they start running, or they have their headphones yanked out of the phone. The app detects this and asks if they're okay. So on your own phone, That's... it asks you, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Then it says, "That's fucking smart." If yeah, the user good. is fine, they press a button to confirm that they're okay within 15 seconds. If they don't press the button, the companion app, and so it'll make their phone. It'll go, Aah! you know, it'll start going crazy. You know, alarms and you know, making loud noises and stuff. Right. So. Will it alert the local police station? Um, it says it gives you the option to instantly call the police. Okay, so, well, that's something. So yeah. Well, it should. Yeah. Well, it probably should just. Well, I guess there's. I guess. I guess e nine one one doesn't necessarily. I guess there's no automatic. Like, call the police and give them this information. Like automatically, I'm at this location. Here are possible side streets. That's all possible, though. Yeah. Maybe that's the next generation or next version or something. Because I feel like that's the next step, you know, making it so you don't have to do anything, you know? Cool. Maybe give a further warning after the alarms are going off. I am now calling the police, and you're actually calling in, like, an additional 10 seconds, so the person has 10 more seconds to get to the device in case it's just accidental. Um, awesome. Very good. Moving right. on. Nice. Yeah, so... All right, so now we got uh, into uh, Stranger Danger. Um, this is actually pretty pretty fun. Um, a couple fun things here. Um, so this happened about uh, two weeks ago. The light rail in San Francisco was hacked and held for ransom. It, it wasn't hacked, excuse me. Were you, I use that term too much. It contracted ransomware, probably from an idiot user. And uh, the ransomware... Is pretty was pretty aggressive, a pretty common one um, called Mamba, and basically, if you walked up to the uh, and there's no pictures on this, uh, yeah, there's no pictures on this site. But if you go to Krebs, uh, Krebs on Krebs, I think it's Krebs on Security. Yep. Yeah, if you go to Krebs on Security, he has a great article and they show all the pictures. Someone was walking through the light rail because basically what happened was this this thing hit and either the light rail people decided. And I think this is what probably happened. They decided, okay, we can't operate any of our computers. All our computers are down and locked. So let's open the gates and give a free day today so we can continue operating this this uh, heavily used public service. And that's probably what happened. So all the users had free transport for that day. And I don't know how it got uh, – this was a while ago, and I don't know how it got resolved. But basically, during the uh, free day, 
the uh if you walk up to the to the computers at like the at one of the little substations inside the station like where a guard sits or someone sits at the turnstiles you'd see their computer it says and it says your computer's been locked by mamba please call a number we will give money you will give money in bitcoin send email to this address it was an email not a number so uh the a writer took a picture of it emailed the guy and said we'd love to interview you <laughs> and the guy's like okay <laughs> so they they talked to him in an email and asked him about it and says he said you know they asked him were you targeting the light rail uh were you targeting and it found they found out that mamba also hit a hospital in san francisco somewhere so they're like were you targeting this hospital he's like no we're just trying to get money it's all about money and uh i think they're asking for i don't know 50 bitcoins or something like that or 100 bitcoins something something stupid and uh but then someone else and Krebs on security has lots of detail on this and I'll I need to put a link. I'll put a link in the in the show notes. But in the Krebs on security thing, they showed so where another another guy hacked their email, hacked that email address and was able to track it down to like this Chinese hacking group or something like that. Like get into finer detail and they were able to connect it to connect these guys to a bunch of other hacks. They're responsible for lots of ransomware nice. out there. Um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, really cool article. I mean, you know, give it a read if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I, I thought it was really, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and the Crimson Security article gives a lot of, a lot of more details. So, I'll, uh, uh, yeah, Morpheus Labs is the is the group who who got into their computers. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll put a link in the show notes for the. Uh, for the Krebs on security. And by the way, that's a great site. I've been to it once before, but I forgot about it. It's an awesome site. They do have a lot of security related stuff. If you're into that. Yep. So speaking of compromised computer systems, I was at the vitamin shop over the weekend and yeah. all their registers still run windows embedded, which is like windows XP. God knows yeah. what service pack. Jeez. <clears throat> I think a lot of that stuff is actually still supported mm-hmm. technically from Microsoft. Although, obviously, that's they should get off that shit at some point. But. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I have the link here in the show notes. It says part two, and that's the Cribs on Security article. So definitely worth reading. <clears throat> Good. Um. Yeah. Any thoughts, anyone? I'm glad they were nice enough to just open and not say, "Oh, the light rail's shut down today." Can you imagine what that would have done? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think most public transportation systems are like that. Like, I've been on the, you know, the rare times I've actually been on a metro bus. It says, it says right there, if, if they're, the money machine isn't accepting money, you know, if there's something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, uh, you ride for free. Okay. It's pretty good. You know, it's just to avoid, you know, the bus driver having to, deal with money you know yeah i guess so and yeah how would that work at a metro station that'd be crazy so oh geez i just happened and, and sorry about this i hadn't looked at this article in like a few weeks so i just went back and looked at the krebs and security article and they you know they're discussing the emails that the guy found in the in the uh after they went down the rabbit hole of a couple email accounts um that connected them the two the several accounts together and uh 
Yeah, some some people paid only 24 Bitcoin, some people paid 30 Bitcoins. So the thing is, one thing that this shows that's really kind of, it's not shocking, I guess we know this is happening. A lot of companies get hit with this and they just don't say anything. Yeah. You know, because it'll affect their stocks or their their reputation. So they don't say anything. So we don't really know it's like a problem until something happens like that's very public, like this whole uh, this whole thing with the light rail, you know. And yeah, the the article, the the the, the picture says if you guys click on it, you'll see it right there. Um, you are hacked! Exclamation mark. Your your HDD encrypted. Contact us for decryption key. Cryptic. Uh, it looks like cryptic m27 at yandex.com your id one two three eight four and then it says missing operating system yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's pretty nuts man yeah this is a picture somebody took right at the fucking light rail so awesome yeah pretty interesting stuff what the hell's yandex some russian bullshit I, i went to it it's a fucking sketchy ass mail site um Okay, so while Michael's looking up Yandex and trying to figure out how to get an account, let me go on to uh, <laughs> let me go on to this IBM thing. Uh, I have it listed. I'm going to read the title because I just love my titles. IBM gives me IBS with creepy security app. Um, <laughs> so this is a uh, Q Radar, Q Radar Intelligence, and actually Q Radar is a suite of it's several packages. Um, it's a, a a like a network appliance that runs in your office. And then it sits in your it sits at your local site, and then it goes it funnels data back to a SOC, uh, a security operations center or whatever, uh, where it's monitored by a team of people, and also mon- what run by Doctor Haynes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's monitored by a team of people, and then they. Uh, it's also monitored locally by your local IT support to a to, to a lesser degree, and the kind of information I sat through a demo of this software, uh, and it was absolutely mind-boggling. This kind of stuff that it can do—it's pretty crazy. Uh, they it has one of the features is you know obviously it does all the port sniffing stuff, it does all network scan stuff. It does data forensic stuff like right in the out of the box, like date. Like if you guys, anyone use Splunk? No, um, I haven't used it. I've only heard, heard about it. Um, there's some people in my job who use it. It's like a, it's like a, sa- a similar package. But if you want to search for a data string, you kind of have to be kind of like very cryptic about it. It's like it's like you know, like using like using regular. Remember how Google had all the crazy old school eight uh, web search commands back in the day? that you could use it's like that like you have to like throw those kind of commands at it to get it to do anything um with with this okay with this system with q radar you don't have to do any of that you just go to a box up top type in password and it just drop gives you it 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 combs its data you know and you say how long how how far back do you want me to look and it combs its data it looks through emails chat logs uh it can even pull the data out of phone call out of out of phone calls you know you can target uh well it can't pull the data out of phone calls it can pull phone calls from ip phones so and because it's inside your network it subverts all that stuff it functions as a middleman so even if you https to whatever it grabs the data half the data gets piped into it and the other half goes out so it sees everything before like it's the middleman but it's like a man in the middle between you and google you know 
So it kind of emulates Google's HTTPS and says, oh, yeah, you're secure. And then the other side, it tells Google, oh, yeah, you're secure. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. It's pretty... It's fucking creepy as fuck, dude. Well, that's and, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of internet filter devices that do that. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, but it's um really creepy. There was uh, one particular shot I saw where they reassemble an MSN chat log with the uh, profile pictures. No shit. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? You know, and it was like on a white sheet of paper, and then it had the chat log. Like it was recording everything. It was fucking nuts, man. Just really creepy stuff. Um, if you're a security guy, this is cool. Uh, if you run a security run security organization or something like that, it's a great tool. It it's great for protecting you against insider threat, which is a new and upcoming real security threat that a lot of companies are now worrying about. So <laughs> it um, ain't new. <laughs> it's not new at all. It's not new. It's not new at all. It's new f- new to the private sector. It's, it's new, new to, the to non- them t- paying attention to it, I guess. Yeah, it's new <laughs> to uh, it's new to like when I, when I worked for the army, uh, insider threat was everything. Like we were concerned about it at all levels, but at the private sector level, they don't worry about this kind of stuff. They just don't think about it. Yeah, and it's kind of sad if it's an obvious threat. You know, disgruntled employee because nobody pays anybody any money. So, you know, every employee just needs to have the balls to be like, you know what? Fuck this place. I'm stealing all the PII and I'm running. You know what I mean? I don't care. I'm gonna sell it on the fucking on on the dark web or whatever. So, this 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 monitors all that and it's Q radar intelligence thing. It will look for things like, oh, this person's on every day around eight thirty to four or five o'clock, but today they're on at two a.m. on a Saturday. And they're downloading 50 gigs of data. You know, like it, it looks for all that. It's like monitoring these trends and it's rising things to the top that it wants you to watch. It's it's an excellent tool for security people. A very, very creepy, very big brother tool for the employee. And it would make me very uncomfortable that I worked at a place to impl- implement well, something like this. That's yeah. fine. Ah, that's what's fine. freedom anyways? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't expect any freedom. You sign an acceptable use policy at your work. You can't expect to have freedom at your workplace, but I just feel like it's—I don't know—very untrusting. I mean, you, you know what I mean? When you—I don't know how it is at your work. Probably not like this, but you know, whenever we sign into any of our computers or any of our websites at work, it says, you know, everything's being monitored. Blah 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 blah. You have no expectation of privacy. You know, it's very. It's yeah, I mean that's spelled out. You know, it doesn't say that at my job, but when I worked at the army, it said that on the computers. You get the pop up as soon as you log in. Mm-hmm. It would say, "Hey, we're watching." There's no expectation of privacy, just like you said. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's common. You know what I mean? But it just, uh, you know. Yep. I guess don't do anything that gets you uh, red flagged. Don't do anything illegal or don't wrong. Don't do nothing will be nothing. Yeah. Don't get basically. caught. That's right. Yeah. You're or, a hot frog on rocks. Yeah, or that. You monitor the frog. I'll monitor the rocks. <laughs> Um, what? No. Um, but yeah, so, oh, one last thing. So also they are probably going to have an MSP version of this for like small tech companies who want to do cybersecurity as a service. What's MSP? Uh, I don't know what it stands for, man. I forgot now. Um, subscriptions, multiple subscription provider. I don't know. Hmm. It's, It's basically like if you have Evans tech company and, you have a bunch of customers all over the place of various different, various different small businesses. 
that to me is like I think the future of cybersecurity because most companies that have ten to a hundred people can't afford Q radar and can't afford a really serious tech department and can't afford any of these things. You know, they have to outsource it, and this is outsourceable. Like you'll be able to manage it, you know, at a secure facility, uh, manage multiple clients, which is going to make it cost effective for those people. So. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, that's it. Nice. Very cool stuff. Nice. All right. So I got one here. So North Korea, they have their own OS that is based on Linux and it's called Red Star OS. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's, it's, you know, of course they're like, it's the best OS on the planet. It's hack proof. It's this, it's that. And of course, it was hacked. Yeah. <laughs> so hackers were able to, as long as they can get a user to click on a link, there's a flaw in the version of Firefox that is in this browser, which is actually called something else. It's not. It's not actually Firefox. It's you know, Nainara, but it's basically Firefox, and. Basically, they said it isn't, the browser isn't, uh, it's not sanitizing the input. So, you know, you could put whatever you want kind of in the, in the URL, in the, in the, so in the link, I click on it and basically can execute a command on the user's machine. Yeah. Doesn't this, have you seen the picture of this? It looks just like Mac OS. It's like a stolen version of Mac. It looks identical to Mac OS. Oh yeah, it kind of does. Is that a legit picture of it? Um, supposedly, yeah. Yeah, it looks just like Mac OS. God, man, what is it with fucking? Uh, I wonder if it's based on elementary OS, which is sort of a Mac lookalike. It kind of looks like the XFCE desktop modified, though. XFCE has the the bar along the bottom. Was the default root password Kim Il Sung? No spaces. Oh jeez, <laughs> I'm sure it was. No, it says North Korea number one greatest. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Who knows? And then there was some weird salute key on their keyboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, so that's it. Okay. Is there anything in that article telling us where to get a copy of Red Star OS? Yeah, you know, I Googled around for that um, not that long ago, and I I didn't have any luck, although I just did it again, and I found another one. There's a a website called (laughs) openingupnorthkorea.com, and here, supposedly... He has a he has a link to it, although this is Michael's from 2014. And he didn't find it. Yeah. Huh? I said you were looking for porn. He didn't find it. Yeah. He thought opening up North Korea was like you know. What are the chances there's an English language pack for that? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's gonna be all in you know Korean, but uh, so it's all, it's all wing dings. And, yeah, all wing dings. That's right. <laughs> What a dumb name for a font. Come up with a better one on the spot right now. 
Wang dong. Sassafras. <laughs> Jim's like, what's the most ridiculous thing I can think of? Go. No. <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. There you go. <clears throat> cool. All right. So what do we got next? Looks like Audible. Anyone listen to any books? Uh, I just started listening to a book today, but I'm not done it yet. It's uh, Metal Boxes Four, space book about uh, the guy doing space things. It's pretty pretty funny, <laughs> funny good book. Space book about a guy doing space things. Yeah, he's basically an organizer. Like he organizes empty spaces. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's a it's a book about a warehouse worker. Basically, actually, basically, it is. The guy's a warehouse worker. He organizes cargo. That's his thing. Um, yeah, but he has a severe, he has severe agoraphobia. Hmm. So his answer to every problem is like, like he was like, we were outside. That's what, that's what the problem is. He's like, why did you get attacked by those animals? He's like, there was no ceiling over their head. They were very nervous. You know, there's no <laughs> like bears the, in this the, room. There's a, there's a, yeah, exactly. There's no bears in this room. A lot of the book is like that, actually, but it's funny. It's actually really well done. Um, I've picked, I've selected a few more lit RPGs uh, to, to 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 read over the week. Some more Russian. Yeah, I was gonna say you were RPG reading. You, yeah, you were reading those books. You're liking those, huh? I am loving them, man. So there's one. The next one here. <laughs> I love this guy's name. I'm name. I if I have a kid, I'm gonna name it this. Um, it's called Opening Moves: The Game, Book One. By Cosmo Yap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's like a ridiculous name. Obviously, some Russian guy, I guess. Um, but it looks really good, and it's 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 the first book I've seen on Audible that has five stars across the board, no four and a halves, and the the aggregate the aggregate score is four point eight. So that's pretty high praise from one hundred and fifteen people. Um, so that's in my list to buy. Uh, I'm going to get it once I finish Metal Boxes. And then there's another book by an American author called, by Terry Schoot, called The Game, The Game is Life, book one. And actually the second book in this series is on pre-order. So um, I I don't know if I'm going to get it yet, but uh, this one, 4.5 stars, still very high praise. I mean, normally if you get a book above four stars, you've got something nice. So, um We'll see. I'll let you guys know in a couple in a, in a couple weeks with the situation with that. Cool. Um, Sounds good. So, anything in sci-fi? Anybody got any sci-fi going on here? I don't. Sci-fi, sci-fi. No, no. Okay. There's a there's a movie arrival? coming out. I I want to see. What what movie is that? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yeah, Passengers. the one. Uh, yeah. Passengers, wait. The passengers. Is that the one where the ovoid ship comes down and the chick is trying to go no, into it? No, that's Arrival. Oh, that's, that's what I want to see. see, too. But What's Passengers about? Is that... Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence wake up on oh, yeah! like a passenger ship? And like, yeah, why that looks awake? good. That looks good. Yep. And they're they're the only ones awake. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. That's a cool, honestly, that's a cool concept for Hollywood to take on. Because I feel like I feel like generation ships or ships where they freeze people and then send them on a very long journey is not something Hollywood's ever touched. And I thought it was like not a mainstream concept. 
So uh, I'm really, really kind of excited about that one. It should be very interesting. Yeah. Hollywood sometimes explores stuff to a more extreme level uh, than the books can. They they have to go into more detail, so it's pretty exciting. There's an interesting um, show that looks like it's coming out soon, and maybe on the Sci-Fi Channel called Incorporated. Although it reminds me a lot of another show called The Colony that's been on either USA or TNT. Is that the British one, The Colony? No. It has the guy's wife from The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and it has Sawyer from Lost, I think. Anyway, um, you know, both in a kind of a futuristic society and there's being oppressed and blah, blah, whatever, you know. (laughs) The usual. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Um, all right, let's, let's move right along here. So in game theory, I got, I got two things you guys check out. Um, the first one, I'm just going to speed through it. The first one's Titan. I am, uh, (laughs) that is actually a game. It's not a game at all. Actually. It's a simulation. Uh Oh, uh, by a company who has, who has, they have designed this for like the government, and one particular case case that they give is like, if you have a embassy somewhere now, now you can give your embassy per, embassy employees real life training for what their roles are and what they are to do in a case of an emergency. You know, so it's it's really interesting. Basically, it's like Arma. If you're if any of you are familiar with that. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's like Arma, like Arma 3, but it's basically the whole world, and it all takes place in <laughs> in real time, uh, and you can bring in multiple assets, so you can have, like, an embassy gets attacked, and the embassy is rendered in 3D in Australia, you can have the generals planning a response in the United States, they can pull assets from military bases all over the United States, and then those assets can deploy, and they're all players going to deploy to that at, to to the embassy wherever it is to take action. Um, it's a and it has planes, trains, automobiles, helicopters, you know, various people models and building models and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, a massive. It's the holy grail of of uh, Arma type games where you have like tons of detail, tons of weapons. And it all takes place on a massive, massive scale, like the entire world at every level from command down to the grunt, you know, Um, and people are like kind of co-opting it. Gamers are like, yeah, this is gonna be a great game. It's gonna be a great game. And lots of gamers are talking about it right now. Um, It's not out yet, but the company who's making it, it's like they like, we don't even know the gaming community exists, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a great, it's it's a cool video. Check it out. Uh, that's their site link there. Um, the other game is called Last Year, and that's by a company called Elastic Games. Um, that is basically a game where you play one of six characters. Uh, it takes place in 1996 in one of four locations. Uh, basically, it plays on the trope of a serial killer killing a set of teenagers, of five different teenagers. And so one player is a serial killer and five other people are the teenagers. They all have different roles and abilities and things like that. Some are the scouts, some are heavy, some are tanks, some are assault class, whatever the case may be. 
and they all go against, you know, the whole idea is they're all trying to, the killer is trying to kill everybody. Um, there's some really cool modes and effects. There's not a lot out about it yet. Uh, there's definitely a great video for you to watch. If you click that link and go to their site, watch the trailer. Very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be a cool game. We'll see how they flesh it out. It, it could be very one-dimensional. And Evan watched the video earlier, and he kind of said, well, you know, you probably play this like three, four times, and you would be like, I'm done. And I thought about it, and he's probably right. So hopefully they'll add a little more dimension to it and make it a little more interesting. But still a cool concept. If you plan it with your friends, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing about it, but it's definitely interesting. So check it out. Yep. So let's get the yum update. What do we got? Right. So we're all familiar with artificial sweeteners. Yes. Yeah. Sucralose, aspartame, stevia, whatnot. Aspartame is one of the favorite ingredients of food manufacturers. (laughs) What are you laughing at? To to add to diet or zero calorie foods um, for a while, there has been speculation, even some evidence that it's actually not good for you in a way that advertisers, not really advertisers, but uh, food companies would like you to think. So in the article I posted, um, it talks about a team of researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital who've released some new information that shows that a byproduct of aspartame breakdown called phenylalanine may interfere with an enzyme in your body that's previously been shown to prevent metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a number of ailments um, associated with type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So the breakdown of this artificial sweetener prevents something that prevents type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So as per usual with scientific studies, they tested it on mice. Uh, In one study, uh, four groups of mice were used, two separate in two halves, one that ate a quote-unquote normal diet with regular, say, tap water, the other group ate the same normal diet, but had aspartame added to their water. Um, and the other two groups had a high-fat diet with water, high-fat diet with water plus aspartame. Now, the equivalent volume of water with aspartame is about equal to an adult person drinking two to three cans of diet soda per day. So not like a crazy amount. At the end of the study, the mice who were given aspartame with their water had higher blood sugar levels and higher levels of an inflammatory protein called TNF-alpha in their blood, which indicates a systemic inflammation, which is commonly associated with metabolic syndrome. So if you have to drink diet soda, probably avoid the ones with aspartame. In the second link... I provided a list of some common foods that have aspartame, such as Diet Coke, Coke Zero, a lot of our favorite soda products, stuff like yogurt, etc. You can take a quick uh, browse through the list. Pretty much anything that's diet or sugar-free, look at the label, see if it has aspartame, erythritol. Erythritol is pretty much okay. Um, in you know most studies, sucralose, which is 
I think Splenda is sucralose. Anyways, any questions? No, nope. James, you're just, muted. Just don't do it. Oh, what about stevia or is stevia or something like that? Stevia is better because it's um, plant derived. It's from the earth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like Mother Nature else. wishes you no harm. Like so, like something else <laughs> like, we've heard about. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It's from the earth, man. Some, it can't hurt you. Something about green leaves, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. So water is best for you, as I'm sure we all actually know. Try to stay away from aspartame if you can. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, moving right. on to the extras section. This is where the bulk of my material is, actually. quick, couple quick mentions, couple deep dives. Prepare yourself. So recently, a couple weeks ago, actually, I think it was on Thanksgiving in the U.S., our favorite president, Mr. Vladimir Putin, presented Steven Seagal with a Russian passport. So Seagal and Putin have been friends for a few years, initially bonding over their shared love for judo. And uh, for whatever reason, Seagal was invited to Vladimir Putin's house where he saw like a life-size statue of the creator of judo. And he was like, oh, I like you. So, (laughs) you know, they're, they're, Friendship has um, culminated in Russian citizenship, apparently. So as we all know, Steven Seagal, mostly famous in the late 80s and early 90s, still remains popular in Eastern Europe and was also now, granted Serbian citizenship in January. Oh God. Basically a renowned fat man. Yes. A world-renowned fatty right now. Child-kicking expert. Cop. <laughs> That's right. Penguin neck breaker. Yeah. <laughs> per per Michael's dreams. <laughs> yeah, right. The slaughter of seventy eight was the worst. No. <laughs> That's right. Also That's right. uh helicopter expert. Yep. You guys remember that Tom Cigar? Did I make you listen to that? Yeah, you did. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can remember to post a link to some of that stuff. Because, like, I haven't flat helicopters for, like, 47 years. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So what do you guys think about Alaska? You ever find yourself wondering why we have a huge chunk of land so far away? No? Yes? No. No, not at all. Okay. I just thought it was part of Canada and we stole it. Well, it belonged to Russia. I thought and- we bought it. Yeah, we bought it from Russia in 1867 for the modern equivalent of about $120 million. Pretty cheap. They wanted to sell it because they were actually afraid that the uh, a conflict with um, UK or with the uh, British military would cause them to lose it anyways, since it's not like super close. Uh, I mean, it's relatively close, but it's... it's a territory that's not connected to them, basically. So they sold it to us because they thought, well, we don't want the British to have it and then have like a further, you know, um, foothold into invading, uh, invading the Russian mainland. And they also thought that our presence would deter the British from trying uh Oh, nice. 
would um, deter the British from, you know, trying to further their invasion force, as it were. So we bought Alaska because it was a good deal, I'm sure, and for the natural resources. But good fishing, man. It is good fishing, fur trade. Um, but we expected there to be a way to connect it uh, to the continental U.S. by land because British Columbia was going to become part of the U.S. before it joined Canada. So there was going to be a direct land connection. So when the U.S. bought Canada, British Columbia, that colony at the time was like, uh, shit, we're going to get annexed. We better join Canada and get protected. So like uh, two or three months after we bought Alaska, we we're like, word, we got the West Coast handled. Just going to walk up there. We get Alaska. Fucking British Columbia joined Canada and crushed those dreams. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Super weak. All hail Justin Trudeau. Viva the France. Mm-hmm. As you That's drink right. your diet wine. That's right. <laughs> You aspartame wine? It's fucking yak's blood, man. I'm telling you. Viva Jay Sherman. Viva Quebec. (laughs) Okay. So now the serious business is done with. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but there are other people who have podcasts on the internet. So uh, I found a Reddit article through clicking through Rast ask reddit a couple weeks ago asking the users what their favorite podcasts are um a lot of interesting stuff in there actually if you want to go through the list radio lab is one which i knew about from watching joe rogan they do a lot of non-fiction history good a lot of good information there's one called the last podcast on the left which i think mike had mentioned before. before yeah i think so. one, of, one you of you guys did Um, There's also one called How Did This Get Made, uh, which stars Paul Shear and Jason Jason Mansukis, Andre and Rafi from The League, respectively, if you know those guys. Is it a joke podcast? Sort of. It's kind of like Mystery Science Theater. Uh, What they do supposedly is, quote, break down bad movies and clown on them. So that's one that I'll definitely be checking out. That's, once again, How Did This Get Made, which is an appropriate name for the podcast discussing shitty movies and why they are. Why are you? Hmm, I like it. Yep. And Michael needs one call, How Do, how, how do, how do Things Make Money? Mm-hmm. Dude, we should do that. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. And my last tidbit of information is an article on Bloomberg from the career website Glassdoor, which lists the best places to work in 2017. Facebook and Google are in the top five. No real surprise. Um, But if we look at number six, there is a company which James named. It is called Fast Enterprises. And they do IT and software consulting. I named them. You did. It's very creative. That's right up your alley. Fast enterprises. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And actually, number seven, I was surprised that it's In-N-Out Burger. 
That's like Very saying it's awesome to work at McDonald's. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like the corporate office. It could be. It probably is. It, I seriously doubt regular. Well, I don't know. Maybe I guess anybody can go on Glassdoor. Well, but what I are the, what are the works at, what are the criteria? I mean, I do not know. I mean, anybody can go to Glassdoor and rate a place. Yeah, and that's what this is working off of. So. I've gone to Glassdoor and downrated CSC to my best ability, giving them like one <laughs> star. So anybody can go there and rate a place. So it doesn't really, I don't know what this really means. I mean, I can see obviously why Google and Facebook are up there. You know, you go get a fucking massage at Google yeah. and they pay you to work on your own projects. Um, a lot of these companies I get, NVIDIA, Microsoft, FedEx, Freight. You know, I seriously doubt most FedEx drivers are on this list. Although, yeah, FedEx drivers get paid shit. You know, they don't own their routes. They get paid garbage, and it's not its not a good time to be a FedEx driver. So I can't imagine FedEx. It's, it's obviously the corporate office. I wonder if it's based on, yeah, like you said, like customer ratings, Satis- mm, no, satisfaction. No, and... no, no, no. Glassdoor, you, you have to be an employee to rate there. Okay. So it's only like employees. So probably, like put it this way, the kind of person, I hate to say this, but it's a classist thing to say, but the kind of person who works at an In-N-Out Burger for for ten dollars an hour or whatever ain't going on Glassdoor to do anything they probably never heard of Glassdoor. i don't know. You know i mean maybe they're like a costco scenario where you know costco it's i think their average workers get like 20 bucks an hour you know cashiers and stockers and everything and Dude, a burger like joint fantastic benefits yeah but a burger joint isn't doing that yeah i don't say it could be remain, remain profitable like it, you know a place that should be up here if you go off of like Great benefits and a cool place to work where people seem kind of happy. Hmm. Chicken Out's not up here. Does that still exist? Not Chicken Out, sorry. Uh, what's the place, Michael? Chick-fil-A. 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 Chick-fil-A is great. I love Chick-fil-A. And the employees always seem like fucking legitimately like decent human beings who are happy. There's plenty of staff. Every time I've been there, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe they don't rate I don't know. Perhaps they've been indoctrinated into number 19, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they're brainwashed. That's one of their problems. That's one of the problems with that. Uh, oh, E&J Galileo Winery. Huh, we were looking at some evil Jesus earlier today. <laughs> yep, I saw that. I was like, ha. Huh. Yeah, that's what we call it. E- evil Jesus. Brandy. Evil Jesus Nobody brandy. fucks with the Jesus. Nope. <laughs> that's right. Um... Cool. Well, that's all I had. All right. All right. Hope you learned so something. I, yeah. I put a link to that RFID ad that IBM had put out a number of years ago. Uh, it's just a one-minute video on YouTube. Check that out if you get a get a sec. And I put a link here to the Red Star OS. Supposedly, you can download it from the site. Don't blame me if you download something and get a virus. <laughs> wipes out your computer, puts you on a terrorist watch yeah. list, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> email emailing Yandex to get a <laughs> Yeah. Don't get... don't send them any rubles or bitcoins or anything else. <laughs> uh, or any other kind yeah, of only take kind of hard currency <laughs> as James and I were talking about the other day. It's a hard currency. <laughs> whatever that means. You know? That was a thing before currency on the internet was a thing. So what the fuck does it mean? <laughs> I remember watching old movies back in the day and seeing like the Russian character say hard currency. You know, I'm like, what, what else could it be? 
shillings. Don't give, don't give me that soft yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't want that, want that soft money. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah. it could have something to do with gold coins. Because if you watch really old movies or depictions of the olden days and people bite a gold coin, a gold coin will not dent, but fake gold coins, which included a lot of lead, would show a tooth impression. That makes sense. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, I see. It's it's supposed to, if you say a hard currency, it's supposed to mean it's not going to depreciate suddenly in value or fluctuate a lot. It's supposed to be just a stable. It's like precious metals or pork bellies. Or, or U.S. dollars or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, right. Let's make a, uh, let me get you guys' opinion. I'm totally unclear. We can't. We kind of sped through the show here. Um, there's two words. One of the words in that sentence. Michael's using it correctly, and he said it correctly. But there's another word that people always flip-flop with this word. Can you guys guess what word I'm talking about? I don't remember what he said. I you Michael just read the he read the Google thing because I just googled hard currency also, no. and he read the Google definition. So. Michael, read it. Read it again. You still got it open. What it fluctuates wildly. No, no, no. Another word. Okay. Currency that is not likely to depreciate suddenly or to fluctuate greatly in value. Okay. Any ideas? I'm gonna guess depreciate. Uh huh. And what is the word that people use all the time? Well, they use them. Do they say appreciate? No. Well, there's another word called deprecate. Deprecate, ah, but that's a different word. Exactly. So here's the thing: I talking to my boss, okay, and I said, "Oh, that's deprecated." Let's talk about some software because mm-hmm. that's how you use that. That's what deprecate means. It's like it's not it's not in it's service current. anymore. It's, it's, it's not current. It's not current. It's old. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, it's depreciated." I'm like. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> it almost sounds like it could be used that way, but it's definitely wrong. And I read a whole article about this, so I know that I'm right. But I just thought, I was wondering how you guys thought about that, if you'd run into that, where people would say depre- deprecated instead of depreciated or depreciated instead of... I read a book where a guy read, the a reader read the word depreciate and said deprecate. Hmm. And it passed whatever editorial review process Audible uses. So that's why I'm like, it must be a thing. Like, this must be happening. I have not come across well, that I, in my day-to-day life. I, so I have not seen – I haven't. If, if I have seen that, James, I haven't taken notice. Um, but talking about Audible and them saying words incorrectly, I did see that in one of my books. Um, the guy – so he was – the the word that was act that he was supposed to say was causal, mm-hmm. but the reader read casual. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> and they did it several times. This is the horror of the English language, by the way. Well, I mean oh? they're they're spelled differently, but they use the same letters. Yeah, but it's yeah. It, you know it's like it's just a it's a weird kind of a word that. I mean, it's like, you're like, huh? Oh, I don't know what that means. Okay, casual. Uh, it's I'm kind of idiot. interesting. Have you ever seen those 
little like if you can read this you're super smart but all the letters are jumbled together rambled together yeah Yeah. because i guess our brain works on like the first two and the last two letters of the word and kind of sort of recognizes it yeah right oh that reminds me i'll put i'll put a link uh in the extra section um anyone who wants to check it out i came across this on on facebook the other day 25 words that are their own opposites. Hmm. I'll give I'll give you guys an example. Sanction. The word sanction can mean give yeah. official permission or approval, or it can mean impose a penalty on. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. So that's we sanctioned the goods from them. I'm sanctioning you to take take to do some wet work. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do some wet work. Yeah. <laughs> fucking guy but perhaps your software <laughs> solution has depreciated so much that its value is gone and it's now deprecated that's right that's right um so uh i was gonna say something else about that but i forgot now all right so anyway um the last thing i've got here i thought this was a pretty cool article um just really quick go over uh it's basically about deep mind so they've got deep mind playing video games now and if you look at the if you click on the link they have a, a gif of, uh, excuse me, a gif. God damn um, Jesus Christ. That's how it's said. Fuck off. That is how it's Fuck said. Off. The owner, the guy who invented the term says yeah. it said gif. No, damn, I'm stopping this shit right now. God damn it. He's like, I'm stopping this whole shit. Like, <laughs> We're done. We're done. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? <laughs> Lock it up. Yeah, there we're done. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, anyway, they have some moving video pictures without audio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that that repeat on a loop that are only a few seconds long that uh show Deep Mind navigating a maze and it looks like Dune it looks like uh Wolfenstein 3D um without the bad guys. But but if you look at this and you let your mind wander to the potential, basically they say, "Okay, Deep Mind, navigate this maze and also look for rewards and penalties." So it says you may, and basically, it looks like they're saying you may have to run through penalties to get to the next level. You may have to run through rewards to get to the next level. And I guess they've rated rewards higher than penalties or something. I don't know how they did that, but basically, Deep Mind goes through the maze and grabs rewards when possible, but it decides not to go a certain route, even though there's a reward there, if it sees a penalty. You know, and I was like, holy shit! So think about this. This thing is ready to be like the ultimate AI bad guy in a game. Yeah, it's like making its own risk-based decisions. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You know, that is pretty cool. I like it. I like that a lot. It's very exciting stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, th- read that on your own time. The last link I have in here is the famous quote from JFK. Uh, it's a Vine, the no fatties, the no fatties, fatties quote. Definitely worth clicking on it and... Uh, Playing the uh, playing the audio. Yep. So it's a documentary. It's a documentary from my favorite show. Uh, I forgot what the show's called, but it's a it's my favorite fucking animated series. I mean, documentary about real events that happen in real time. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth checking out. Is Abraham Lincoln there as well? He he is, and I've seen that documentary. Yeah, Gandhi's there. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think it's called so Before They it. Were Famous. Yes, I think it was. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. Yes. All right, I'm going to give you guys one more word that's its own opposite. Dust. 
explain. Yeah. So I get, that's that's kind of a reach, but I I see it. Well, are you, if you're if you're dusting the crops. Oh yeah. Or you're dusting the furniture. Yeah. Well, it's two different things. Well, that's that's even a further reach. What you're saying, if you're dusting in your house, you're scooping up dust. If there is dust on the floor, it is dust. Sure. So one is dirty, and one is the process of cleaning up dirt. And then one is applying stuff to stuff. Well, that's that's you know, dusting. That this is a verb. That's a weird right. verb. It's a weird verb. Right. Because if because dusting itself can mean multiple things. Yeah, I'm flying over my biplane with my biplane over my crops and dropping some kind of particulate matter on it to brainwash the populace, or I'm sweeping up, you know, I'm sweeping up dried blood that is crystallized off the floor. Yeah. Fast can mean moving rapidly, or fixed, unmoving, as in holding fast. That's right. <laughs> Hold fast. Yep. Hold fast. That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, did you also one last thing mm-hmm. to add to that with a little hood wisdom? Oh, a fast girl. Mm-hmm. That's a girl who's a she's a strumpet, a loose woman. <laughs> she's a fast girl. Don't date that fast ass girl. That's what they say. Hmm. Well, there's your your hood your hood wisdom for the week. Yeah, hood wisdom from the mean streets of uh, where are you from? The suburbs of uh, the wealthy suburbs of Montgomery County, Maryland, <laughs> <laughs> second richest county in the United States. <laughs> Hood wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. So, anybody got anything else? No, sir. It's good to be Excellent. back. Absolutely, we're back on our regular schedule, guys. Please check us out. Um, Evan, you know all the gobbledygook that makes us famous. Uh, yep. Closes out there, Chief. Oh. Um, you can send in uh, feedback <laughs> email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. You can go to our website, iopanelpodcast.com, um, Twitter, iopanelpodcast, audibletrial.com forward slash iopanel. Pretty much everything based on IO, panel, and podcast in various diff- uh, different arrangements. Um, we do, well, we're working on an Amazon affiliate link. I've been testing it but not seeing any returns yet. Once we get that worked out, uh, we would appreciate your support in getting some small funds to contribute to the podcast. We'll keep increasing our um, quality, work on fun projects and whatnot. Um, So that's one way you could help us out. We'll let you know when that's all set. All right. Hasta luego, guys. See you next week.
you, you, you. 